0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 8 of Cop and Daughter. I'm Cop.
1: And I'm Daughter. Tonight we're going to be talking about the missing persons case of Madeline McCann. And our discussion today is uh, influenced by the Netflix documentary, The Disappearance of Madeline McCann. So Madeline McCann was a three-year-old little girl from the United Kingdom, and in May of 2007, she and her parents, Kate and Jerry McCann, and her two twin siblings, who were two years old, um, traveled to Portugal with a group of friends um, for holiday, or essentially spring break vacation. And so on May 3rd, the evening of May 3rd, the McCanns and their friends are at... Um, like a tapas restaurant, and the kids are back at the room that they are staying in in bed asleep. And essentially every 20 minutes, the parents are taking turns going to check on the kids. And about halfway through the evening, um, Kate McCann, Madeline's mother, goes back to the room to check on the children, and Madeline is missing. And this um, obviously evokes some distress um there and kicks off the case of trying to find madeline and initially um there aren't any major leads onto where she could be um and she's still missing to this day so the netflix documentary kind of takes us through the process of trying to find madeline potential suspects um and well and on it's still ongoing mm-hmm um, case of trying to f- identify the suspect in Madeline's missing persons case. Yep. Yeah.
0: So there are a lot of things f- for me in this. And the first thing is, is I guess, you know, they are from Britain and they're vacationing in Portugal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know if what they did with leaving the kids in the room without a babysitter
2: mm-hmm.
0: is normal. Right. But, like, that's the first thing that just stands out to me. Right. And, I like, I, I, I'm not going to claim to be a perfect parent, right. <laughs> certainly. But that just was the first thing that stood out to me was the fact that they left the kids in the room. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're basically, the way I would describe it is, I would say it's the equivalent of, like, walking kind of a a, a, a city block. Right, yeah away and then Mm -hmm. you could argue that as the crow flies in terms of the distance it's really not that far and to some degree they could probably see the building like if the building was on fire right right. um but i don't think they could see people coming and going Mm -hmm. from it so that that was kind of one of the things that bothered me and maybe that's normal right i don't know
1: but even if it was normal they had the wherever they were saying the hotel or vacation home or whatever offered a service a daycare service yeah and i I do think that the service like ended earlier than like how late they were hoping to stay out, mm-hmm. and so maybe that was a part of the reason they chose not to use it, but if that's available to you, why would you not yeah take it and if you're taking a vacation and you don't want to have to watch your kids, then maybe just take yeah. a vacation without your kids, yeah, but well, and then so then
0: the second piece of that to me is. I, and again, it kind of goes back a little bit back and forth in this, but I think ultimately the door was not locked Correct. to their yes. place. Yeah, and that's the other thing that like drives me crazy. Like yeah. I can't fathom leaving mm-hmm. my children, you guys, in a room in a foreign country. No, my, I don't care how safe I think it is. Right. And again, I'm <laughs> I am a police officer. I was a police officer. So there's there's like that element of like. Um, I, I, so that just, and again, I, I, that may be insult to injury to a family that has not had their daughter for the last, uh, 15 years,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but that blows my mind. Yeah. Like I I can't fathom that. Like I can't get my head around
1: leaving doing that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that, that to me is just a little bit weird. So she Mm -hmm. is taken, or, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't even say that she, she is missing from this room right where the parents are not present and I, even in and and then that's the other thing too is I am not going to trust somebody else to check on my kids right because for me as a parent to check on my kid like I am probably going to stand over you mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure you're breathing yeah and that is true if if you ask me to check on your kids
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to do the same thing yeah and so um, I'm thinking that that wasn't happening either. Like, what did it really mean when the other people were checking, checking on, on each it. other's yeah. kids? Because in the documentary, there's even kind of this, like, they talk about going in the doorway or, or or peering into the room and then hearing somebody turn or somebody move and kind of being like, well, that's good that's enough. Good I'm enough. not going to, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's just... Doesn't make sense in my head of why that would be a safe option for leaving your children unattended, yeah, um and yeah, even thinking like I think they had left the doors unlocked to the actual apartments, but the there was like a gate outside of the villas that was supposed to be locked, so Again, yeah <laughs> but yeah, so they um on and off different parents were going to check on the kids of either their own kids and then the kids of the friends. Um, and when Kate goes in to check on her kids, Madeline is missing. The two twins are still sound asleep in their bed. Um, and if I'm remembering correctly, there was something mentioned about like the window being opened when it hadn't been prior. Yeah. Um, and so, so-,
0: so there's like an actual like, um, like a, a garage door or like, what comes to my mind is like it, when you go to concession stands, there's yeah. like steel doors mm-hmm. that roll down. So the room that Madeline was in actually had like a, a steel door that could be pulled down, but yeah. only open from the inside. Right. And it was potentially up or moved. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, so those kinds of clues are, I think are what led people to assume that Madeline had been taken from her room. And so the question at hand is who did it? Yeah. Um. And... Within the first, I mean, I don't know how, how long it took, but I don't think the, the crime scene was preserved well uh, no. from that initial having the police come and make that report. Yeah. There were people in and out of the rooms, um, and so any potential evidence that was there was probably ruined by not closing off that room.
0: Yeah. So, so I will speak to that because I have been on a number of missing kid cases.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I will just say that both as an officer responding to the scene and a supervisor having other officers responding to the scene, we have found kids um, hiding under laundry in their own house when parents are freaking out and can't find them. We had a kid <laughs> under the laundry. Uh, we had a kid who got into the dog house with his dog and was putting his dog, and he fell asleep in the dog house. But the dog, after the kid fell asleep, the dog was out running around. Oh. And so the parents didn't think anything about it. Um, I can think of three separate times where – a child under the age of five was found walking around in their neighborhood, and the parents didn't even know they were gone. Oh,
2: and we no. took the, the
0: kids back to the parents. Yeah, and in 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 all three of those cases that I can think of, nobody was charged. Nobody was right. in trouble. And like right. one was like a two year old in diapers, like walking down the street. Oh. Yeah, and so I mean, so that stuff happens. Right. So like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to pretend like even being the best parent, your kids can't like so. It, g- given that you've kind of got this, th- the impression that I get of this is it's a sleepy resort town where mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of crime.
2: Right
0: now, they do in the documentary kind of talk about that this is a place where people go to keep their life private, mm-hmm. and some of the people doing that may have a, uh, a history to a history there. of mm-hmm. uh, criminal activity related to sexual assault or even Mm -hmm. pedophilia or those sorts of things so on initial response to the room that would not be unusual and even in the even for the first few hours Mm -hmm. uh, that would not be because you're thinking we're going to find this kid like people don't just snag kids out of their bedroom is, is sort of the first thing yeah so I don't know if you have any more on that because I have a second thought.
2: No,
1: go for it. it.
0: So then here's the thing that I thought was very interesting was, and this is one of the things that first perked up my sort of like the parents of suspects was the mom like screams when she's missing mm-hmm. and then like is telling people she's been abducted. Mm. And that like, again, I, I, this is my experience. Most parents want to believe their kid is still there. Is still there, yeah, and they can't find them. So there's panic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, most of my experience has been in the town. They're in their home, and that they can't find them. Mm-hmm. But they don't jump to this conclusion of my kid has been abducted, right? And so I, I thought that was a little bit odd that the mom, and again, this is where we have to go off of, or I'm going off of what, what I saw we in the documentary yeah. and what we were given there. So. That's where I initially was sort of like, well, that seems a little bit contrived.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So I would even say within the first kind of like night of things, law enforcement wise, I'm not saying we're not going to look, but I think there's an element of they're going to be found. And Mm -hmm. I think the first group of journalists that kind of respond to that Mm -hmm. in the documentary all kind of allude to we expected this child to be found right. before we got there because if she was sleeping and for whatever reason was sleepwalking or mm-hmm. tried to find her parents or something like yeah. that, she it would not be unusual for her to curl up somewhere and go back to sleep and mm-hmm. then her, for her to be found in the morning. So I think from an investigative standpoint, law enforcement across the board is probably not going to jump to this child has been abducted, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's a sleepy resort town where multiple couples from Britain that are hanging out with the McCann family are all comfortable to leave their kid there. Right. I think the perception is going to be she's going to be found. Yeah. And nothing bad happened to her. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of my take
1: so on you, that. You mentioned, you said, you know, like in the first couple hours, it's not... Unnormal, or it's normal for there to kind of be this hubbub of let's find this kid. Yeah. Um, Which just makes me think of, you know, like with Amber Alerts, is there still that 24 hour rule of like, you can't make a a report until 24 hours they've been missing? Or what is that now?
0: Okay. So there has never, ever been a rule of giving it 24 hours. And I will say that that is something that was TV. Now, I don't know New York, I don't know Chicago. I don't know the big cities. Big cities may have something like that and that mm-hmm. tends to be what shows are about. But there has never ever been a rule that you got to give it 24 hours. Um Kansas, where we're at, has now made a law that if anybody comes to me as a citizen and reports to me as a law enforcement officer that somebody is missing, I have to take that report. It doesn't okay. have to be a family member. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to be related. They don't have to have a reason for making that report. Um, it is now just if somebody reports somebody missing, we're going to put it into. So there's a crime computer and um, NCIC. N- N- I- C. We put it into NCIC, I- C and I don't even think I, I can't. I'd have to look up what NCIC I- C means because it's not at the top of at the tip of my tongue right now. But so now we entered into basically. Um, a computer system where it's available to other people. So if they make a traffic stop and they come across that person, mm-hmm. they're gonna know they're missing, and that person goes, No, I'm not. Now, as I say that, if it's a domestic situation where like an ex husband reports his wife missing, we're still gonna re- take that report. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that when she's found, we're gonna tell him where she is. We're right. just gonna say, So, uh, I worked in a college town, and that was not unusual for parents to wonder where their kids were, oh,
2: yeah.
0: want us to find them. And then when we find their kids, their kids are like, Yeah, I don't want anything to do with my parents. We get a hold of the parents, go, Hey, your, your child's 20 years old.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're fine, and they don't want anything to do with you.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: Now, an Amber Alert, right, there's a criteria that has to be met. Okay for you to put out an Amber Alert. And mm-hmm. so there's kind of an exigency to it. There's a, there's um, time is of the essence, mm-hmm. and there's enough information to sort of go, this child has been abducted.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's the suspect or a suspect vehicle. And again, that whole missing person, even with Amber Alert, there's sort of a, a sense of it's easier... To cast a wide net, and that's a a term I will probably use a lot as we talk about this, casting a wide net, because when you do that, you can always draw things in versus Mm -hmm. if you focus on a small bit of information or a suspect or whatever, and then you have to extend it out. That is much more difficult to do. Mm -hmm. So I think I answered your question in terms of – I don't know everywhere in the country, but that is kind of – a it's just not true that,
2: mm-hmm. and and I
0: guess I would even argue, um, if you were in a different state and you were concerned about somebody's welfare, and even if that state doesn't have a law saying you have to do it, a lot of what gets done relies on your persistence. and And I would just say this is true in in any kind of criminal case. You need to be persistent mm-hmm. on getting justice for yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I, I think I'll leave it at that because I think as we go through the podcast, we'll be able to, or not just tonight, but different episodes. Uh, we can we can talk about that. But that is one of my big things. Um, I think we talked about in a previous episode, not talking to the police. Mm-hmm. So that would be my first thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Always invoke your rights when you're being investigated by the police. Demand a lawyer, have somebody present with it you. And then my second piece is... If you have had an injustice done to you, you need to be um an advocate for yourself mm-hmm. and don't make the the job difficult for police, but there's nothing wrong with picking up a phone and poking
2: mm-hmm.
0: or insisting that a police report gets made
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh those are you 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 have those rights because even even on a non-criminal offense, and I'm probably going to make some cops mad, you, you can kind of say, look, I'm just asking you to do this, so do it. Mm-hmm. And if the cop refuses, go to a supervisor.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so those would be two things I would, I would say okay. you should do.
1: <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Um, so kind of still in the realm of the timeline type of questions, um, is the 48-hour rule with a missing person – a legitimate um, thing, I guess, of like if you don't find this person in forty-eight hours, more or less, you have um, lost your lead on finding that person.
0: So, so whether it's a missing person or homicide or an investigation, I, I, I think most um, people that are in those kind of roles would argue yes. The first 48 hours are critical mm-hmm. um, to finding the leads that are going to do the most, that are going to be most effective in solving that. Mm. Um, I might even go 48 hours, 72, 96 hours, two days, three days, four days. Those are pretty critical. And then the other caveat that I would throw out there is, I think, technology, mm-hmm. Particularly, DNA
2: mm-hmm.
0: has maybe expanded that a little okay. bit. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it is just sort of a it's a good it's a good rule to live by in terms of the mm-hmm. importance in investigations. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so you kind of touched on this when we were back talking about um, how the events played out. You mentioned that one of the first things that caught your attention about. Kate McCann, the mom, was that she said, you know, she's been abducted. She's been abducted. Um, And so kind of tying that back in, the McCanns, Jerry and Kate, were one of the first suspects Mm -hmm. in the case. Um, So do you have anything, like, was there anything about them additionally besides her verbiage that would make you think, yes, they're suspects or no, they're not suspects?
0: So they should have been suspects from the beginning. Mm -hmm.
1: I think, yeah, wasn't it like a week before they named yeah. them suspects? so
0: they named them suspects. Well, it might have even been longer than that because it's the, it's the dog that hits, the cadaver dog and the blood dogs yes, hit on yeah. the, those apartments. And mm-hmm. so before that even comes to into play, to, in my mind, they should have been prime suspects does not mean the police need to let them know right. that they're suspects. Uh, but I do think that the police should have been scrutinizing them and what they did. And for that matter, everybody in their little group Uh should have been kind of scrutinized. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if that happened or not. I don't get that impression, especially given that they were named suspects. Right. With a significant amount of time later. The other thing that just strikes me. And again, I think people, everybody responds differently. And then I think even people from Britain are going to respond differently than people from the United States. I I mean, for that matter, uh, you know, even in the United States, I think geographically, I think different parts of of the United States, people are going to respond differently. But the way they presented themselves to the media bothered me. Yes. And in particular, I felt like the dad knew a lot.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: there are a couple times, a couple episodes where – um when the dad is being asked questions, and there's one I think it might be episode three or four, where they particularly ask him about the cadaver dogs mm-hmm. and he's very much a look at the camera, very stoic, mm-hmm. engaging, and when they talk about the cadaver dogs hitting on his apartment, he, he, yeah, breaks, he breaks eye contact, contact interesting and kind of looks down and i like i mean and I know that like a lot of these shows they kind of lead you to believe one right. thing and then there's the twist and then they bring you back. But there were a lot of things early on in this to me that just were like, mm-hmm. the parents should be suspects. Mm. And I I think that's true of any crime, right. any homicide, any like the immediate people that have contact people in close vicinity
2: mm-hmm.
0: should be suspects.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That was their, um, The media presence for them just did not sit right for me. And I know, I think they mentioned this in the documentary, like um, their lawyers or press representatives or whatever encouraged them to not show emotion. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I still felt like there just wasn't, like they were just so stoic. Mm -hmm. And I don't have kids yet. But I feel like if I had a child missing, right, you can not show emotion, but still show Easy. emotion. Sad. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I just was not getting them from that.
2: Yeah.
1: And I, I think especially with the dad, like the mom had her moments, but yeah. yeah, it just, something didn't sit right for me. Yeah. um, And so you mentioned that they had the cadaver dogs come in. Yeah. They came in and alerted to a spot in the apartment. I think it was like behind the couch or something. Mm-hmm. And then they alerted to the car that mm-hmm. the McCann's had been driving while on vacation. And I think they even alerted to some of the mom's clothes. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was like a big piece that they, they really tried to run with the fact that the dogs had alerted to the McCann's mm-hmm. items. um, but was there any other evidence that you can remember that would have, like, further pointed the parents to the suspects, to be suspects?
0: No. And and I honestly, I think that's a whole... You use cadaver dogs, blood-sniffing dogs. Um, you use that to... Well, and they say this in the documentary. You use that to enhance your investigation. Mm-hmm. You don't kind of land on that and put, you know, put your, put all your eggs in that basket. Um, you know, the other thing I'm going to say is, um, this is a rental property. Mm -hmm. So multiple people stay there.
1: I hadn't thought about that.
0: So, so, you know, I'm not saying that there's been other dead bodies or other blood there, but certainly that is Mm -hmm. a potential. Uh, the other thing is, is who's to say that somebody didn't come in do something to Madeline and do it there and she was dead in the apartment right before they left with her yeah. you know they're in there they plan to abduct her she starts screaming they strangle her right um in the moment one of the people come back to check on the room they toss her behind the couch which is where the, the cadaver dog hit mm-hmm. they step out of the apartment then people leave they scoop her up and they leave with her i right. th- like that is purely just speculation on my part, but there's it is easily explained why those dogs hit right. in that apartment in terms of there's other people there and an abductor could have also killed her and she could have been in those places. Right. There's that does not point to the parents to me.
2: Right. Yeah. And then
0: the other thing about the rental car that you mentioned, I, I'm under the impression they rented it after she went missing.
1: That is, yes. That was something that they later, they like, I think they like failed or leave that part out when they initially bring in the yeah. cadaver dogs. But yeah, they come back around to that. And like, I think it's like a journalist or something points out that they had rented that car after yeah. they had been there, like after she had gone missing. Yeah. Um, and I, it's interesting that you, you know, you brought up that an abductor could have been in there done more than just taken her and, and left. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, parents were leaving 20 minutes at a time.
0: And I'll just tell you this. If they're drinking and they're having dinner. They're
1: they're, not keeping track of time. It
0: was, they were not keeping track of time. And I guarantee it got pushed to 30 minutes. Yeah. 35, 40 minutes. It was not every 20 minutes. Yeah.
1: Um, So this um, made me remember this part. One of the friends who had gone back to check on the kids when she was going to check on the kids later came out and said that she had seen a man Walking across the street, holding a child mm-hmm. in pajamas, yep, um, in like a cradle position,
0: yeah, um, not like over the shoulder, over but the in shoulder. the arms, yeah,
1: yeah, um, and they, but they weren't ever able to take that much further because she couldn't remember enough features yeah. of the person for them to like put out a sketch or anything. Um, but I have always found it interesting that she saw that person and then went. Like, do you remember did she check like she went to check, but didn't right, notice that exactly. Madeline was was missing from her yeah, bed? yeah, um so there's it's just always like a hodgepodge of things that I'm like, none of it is. Making sense. Um,
0: well, and again, that person to me, if the cops were doing their job, because eventually that they figure out who that person is. I think Scotland Yard figures out who that person okay. is. Mm-hmm. So they identify a parent with a child that mm-hmm. like, literally it's like, that is the person they identify right. who that is. The police in Portugal, if they were doing their job from the minute that Madeline went missing, they should have been able to identify that person
2: mm-hmm.
0: within weeks. Yeah. And it, that didn't happen. Right. And so so that's that's just sort of my thing is, again, you assume everybody's a suspect.
2: Mm-hmm. And you
0: work at proving that they're either not that person or they are that person. And mm-hmm. anybody that was like, in my mind, like within a mile radius of that place, yeah, they should have known who everybody was that night mm-hmm. and been able to identify everybody and literally just had a list of everybody that was within a one mile of Madeline that night and slowly kind of put their stories together between cell phone records, you know, people being able to say, I saw that person or just, you know, and then you start going, okay, these are the 30 some people that we can't, they don't have an alibi. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's zero in on these 30 people. And it was, to me, it's, it's like they were so focused on finding the suspect and then arresting the suspect that they never really, so there's, there's multiple people that become suspects throughout this. And I honestly, it, it, um, I don't believe the parents did it. Mm -hmm. I really don't think, I don't think anybody featured in the documentary did it. it, Yeah. Um, I think they have legitimate reasons for investigating the people that they did. And again, we have to go, or, or I am going off of what I see in this series. So, I don't know what they did, but it does not seem to me that they really did a good job of sort of identifying everybody that was there, right? And then ruling them out, mm-hmm. or saying we don't have enough to rule them out. Let's dig right. deeper, right? So
1: yeah. Um. You mentioned that there were other suspects. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. I can't. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, yeah. But-
0: I, I. I will just say I did not. <laughs> I did not remember names or write them down. So. Yes, um, and, and partly because I don't think any of those people panned out it, to be yeah. any. So Neither, I was like, okay, yeah. I don't need to.
1: Yeah. Um. So there's, but there was one guy in particular that lived. I I mean, within like a mile of the mm-hmm. hotel, that was
0: fairly wealthy. He shows up. He's cooperative.
1: Right. Um. And they, I can't even remember like what they held on to to make him a suspect.
0: So he makes a phone call.: Oh, that's right. kind of at eleven thirty, I think that mm-hmm. night. and again, that's like that's a legitimate lead. Why right. is this person making an, a, a phone call to eleven thirty? And so they they hunt down the guy that he makes the phone call to. Mm-hmm. but they should have been doing that to everybody in, in the area the area yeah. And again, even if resources are limited that is one of those things that everybody should be dropping everything to make Mm -hmm. this happen. And I think the media helped this case. Mm -hmm. And I think the media hurt Hurt this case.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, Yeah. So essentially they end up with several leads, Mm -hmm. um, but more or less the evidence that they're able to gain is not, strong evidence. Mm -hmm. Um, we had talked in a previous episode about, um, Oh, like without a reasonable, without a reasonable, Oh my God. So,
0: (laughs) so, so you have reasonable suspicion and probable cause.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, and so within a year, they, at least in Portugal, they closed the case because they don't have enough, Strong evidence to mm-hmm. um, name anyone as the suspect of right. this case, um, which then goes into um, the UK. The case is still open with the, the UK. It's Operation Grange. Grange. Yeah. Um, so Madeline is still missing. Yeah. The case is still open.
0: Yep.
1: Um, One of the things that stuck out to me, as I was watching this, you know, you see those other suspects that they named, and even a little bit for the parents, I was kind of like, man, I can't imagine having gone through all that, knowing, like, I'm not the person that did this. You go through the ringer, um, and then someone in the documentary said, I don't feel sad for anyone but the little girl who went missing, and that for me was like a, I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, but it felt like, at least in that part of the documentary, it was almost like they were so quick to look for a suspect that they failed Madeline in trying to find Madeline. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and I think we forget, and we've kind of touched on this too. A lot of time the victims go. Not unnoticed, but they don't get the spotlight, like the people who commit the crimes or the suspects of the crimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was, for me, something that stuck out of, like, they wanted so bad to pin it on someone that they... I I don't know that I'd say they dropped the ball, but...
0: I I mean, I think they did. Like, I, I really do believe the Portuguese police in this are, they were not used to doing the job and doing it to the level that it needs to be mm-hmm. done. And I think they wanted a quick and easy solution.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's just not, that's not how you do this. Now, mm-hmm. there there is an element of some places are so busy
2: right.
1: that
0: they can't completely, but I did not get the impression of that with this village. No, no. no. So... No. Yeah, and so that was that was my thing, is I just felt like it was a, if we can come to a quick, quick resolution, that would be the best thing. Mm-hmm. Not, let's do the hard work that needs to be done. And I know, I know there are people who did do right. hard work. Yeah. But I think overall, the Portuguese police in this village did not take the disappearance of a child seriously enough. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't really think that's true. <laughs> so, um, I so I just I do want to reiterate that um, I don't believe the parents are suspects. Um, and again, I don't think that's always the case. I, and I don't know what all we are going to talk about, but there are certain behaviors that
2: mm-hmm.
0: people who did it exhibit. Mm-hmm. Uh, in essence, they kind of go on with their life. They don't. They don't do the things. So I'll just put this one out there because it's an easy example. O.J. Simpson saying he's going to find Nicole Kidman, or not Nicole Kidman. Nicole, <laughs> what's her name? I don't know. Oh my gosh, that is embarrassing. So he he claimed he was going to go find her killer. Well, uh-huh. he didn't do that. Right. He gets on with his life, and he's worried about making money and that sort of a thing. And there's others that I think potentially we'll look into that I won't I won't bring up um but um
1: Nicole Brown Simpson Nicole
0: Brown Simpson thank you that is embarrassing so <laughs> the behavior of the parents to me indicate that they are still wanting to find their daughter mm-hmm. and when i say find their daughter i don't think they expect her to be alive mm-hmm. now in the docu series there's one of the things that they do is they kind of talk about some of these people some of these kids that have been kidnapped yes, and are yeah. found like years later in terms of um you know, they are alive and they were living in
2: mm-hmm.
0: different situations. I don't, I don't believe that to be the case in yeah. this situation. Uh, I do think there's an abductor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think there's an element of a little bit of opportunity and a little bit of, uh, so they probably knew that tourists used right. this building. Right. And did they single out her particularly? No. They probably watched, mm-hmm. saw that the, the the parents were coming and going, saw that the apartment wasn't locked, and they they seized on an opportunity and um so yeah that 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 is incredibly tragic, and I can't imagine being a parent losing a kid like that so um i I don't think it's unreasonable that they would find her suspect and charge him someday mm hmm uh, I don't think that that's that's an impossibility um, and 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 I think there maybe i have i didn't even google this, but I think there maybe is even a suspect
1: oh out, i wasn't familiar out there. with that okay
0: so don't don't hold me to that but yeah I, I I do think that at some point somewhere I heard something or read something in the news that they have somebody that they think maybe was anyway. Yeah. Um So yeah, it, it it to me is just a um this case is a good example of we should all have situational awareness and we should all do what we can do to protect ourselves, protect our family, mm-hmm. protect our kids. And if anything does bad does happen to us and we want justice, I think there's an element of we need to do whatever we can do to make sure that happens. Yeah. Um, because even the most well-intentioned uh, police officer, investigator, you know, whatever it is, um, is never going to look... Well, shouldn't say never, but... Well, I, I, I'm good with the whole nobody's going to love your kids and want to find a, a solution yeah. to this like you do with your own kids. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Um, any other questions, anything else that kind of came up in this for you?
1: I know that I had one. <laughs> now that we're sitting here, I cannot remember. Um, but when, you had already touched on it, but one of my big ones was what What do you think yeah. was the – like do you think it was right to rule the parents as not Yeah, suspects and um, – yeah, but I can't think of the other one. Yeah, so ahead.
0: I so so I definitely think it's not the parents. I don't think she wandered off into the night and fell into the ocean. I do think she's abducted. I mm-hmm. do think I do think that person could still be caught. Um,
1: do you think that they mentioned quite a few times throughout the documentary about like other missing child cases? Several of them are tied to like um a child ring like a human trafficking type of ring of children. Um, and so, like, for me, it was like, that seemed like the most probable, or, or not probable, but like, for it to come out later that she was abducted by someone involved in something like that.
0: Yeah, so I certainly think that's possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know that I would go so far as to say that. I don't know... Um, I don't know why they would choose a resort.
2: Yeah, that's, when there yeah, when there's other
0: ways to lure. So I do think that the trafficking of mm-hmm. human beings still occurs. I do think sex trafficking occurs,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I do think that they they focus on lower socioeconomic. Yeah, and for that matter, even like countries where where, um, and I don't mean this flippantly. But maybe where kids don't have the the value that they do,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So 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 I I definitely think that is all true, and so that's where it's kind of that whole like which is more probable. I think this is more probably, and again, that doesn't mean I'm right. It's just it's more probable that this was a crime of opportunity
2: mm-hmm.
0: versus them actually um,
1: like watching and planning, watching her
0: and taking her <laughs> and like. Literally somebody going, I want a blonde haired, blue eyed, white girl, (laughs) you know, Yeah. not saying it's not possible. I just don't think it's, it's likely because I think there's better places to do that. Mm -hmm. However, if the person doing it, this was their, their reality and where they lived and this was, you know, so it it, it certainly could have happened uh, that way. And that was just kind of my my second thing is, is, you know, we talk about Madeline McCann and this got a lot of attention and there are a lot of missing kids. There are a mm-hmm. lot of kids that get abducted and it is tragic. And it's one of those things that that's like, that's the reason why we have Amber Alerts in mm-hmm. this country now. Um, vast majority of the kids that are reported missing do end up get getting found. Um, A lot of them are runaways Mm -hmm. that fall in with—they just are in the wrong situation, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. And they get uh, abused because of that. They're looking for something better than what they think they have. And so uh, they find themselves in that place. Uh, Yeah, so this is certainly a—and, and and you know, I will say that, you know, being white, having money— yeah. People pay attention. Yeah. And if you're, you know, in this country, in America, if you're a minority, a person of color, lower socioeconomic, those don't get
2: mm-hmm.
0: probably the media coverage.
1: Right.
0: Uh, that they deserve. So it is it is a, a tragic truth. And this is something I think will come out throughout our podcast as we are talking in future episodes of – um you get better service if you're white middle class mm-hmm. i mean it just
1: yeah
0: it's the reality of our justice system and it's yeah. it's one of the, the the tragedies of of our justice system and uh i do not i'm not i'm not being critical of it but i think it is a truth of it mm-hmm. and i do think there are things to change and improve on in those areas so yeah
1: I thought of one question. Okay. A little bit morbid and probably don't have an answer to it um, or like a concrete answer to it. But um, assuming Madeline was abducted, do you think it's more likely that she was abducted with the intent of keeping her alive? Or do you think it was more likely she was abducted with the intent of murder?
0: So I think it's more likely that she is not alive today. Mm-hmm. But I don't think an abduction, even in, in these particular cases with small children, I don't think they abduct them to kill them.
2: Mm.
0: I I definitely think that the, the motive behind abducting a small child is usually some sort of perverse gratification for mm-hmm. somebody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're not looking to go, I'm going to steal this kid and kill them. I think that becomes... Sort of as you play out the reality of abducting a small child, it leads to their death Mm -hmm. versus it being the motivation behind abducting them. I don't think people abduct little kids to kill them.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think we could probably talk about this for (laughs) a long time. Yes. Yes. But you as a listener, you probably don't have a long time. And so we appreciate the time that you have spent with us tonight. Uh, We'll continue to delve into true crime in the future. So thanks. Thanks for spending some time with us. And this is the end of the episode. I'm Cop. And I'm Daughter. Stay safe. Both found in a home yesterday is now a murder investigation. Triple homicide over the weekend. We're asking the public to help find him. We should note for you, you may find this footage disturbing.